You're listening to Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. Thank you all so much for the endless support that I've been receiving and also for sending in letters because I cannot do this without you all. You all are the content. I am the creator, and together we're doing great things in the name of Jesus. I don't have much of an intro today. But (laughs) today's episode will be titled Parenting with God. Yes, I know. So without further ado, let's get into episode number seven. Okay, so today's episode reads, Dear Jaleesa, I've always had a personal relationship with God. However, Recently, I've needed him to be involved a little bit more because I recently had a kid. Have you ever experienced or know someone else who has experienced a dramatic change that has brought them closer to Jesus? Yes, I most definitely have experienced um, a coming to Jesus moment or a moment just where I my shift in my focus and my priorities became so clear when it came to God. But before I even get into that, I'm going to give you a little bit of like background and just just know I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm not a parent, okay? Let's just disclaimer out there. I'm not a parent. I have nephews um, who I love so, so much. But I um, am, am an honorary parent, I guess, (laughs) but I'm, I'm going to tell you some things from the perspective of a child who has not yet had kids. And hopefully this helps you. First of all, sorry if I'm talking with the lisp. Um, I just got all four of my wisdom teeth pulled and it's a bit tough to speak, but we're making it work. We're making it happen. All right. All right. So, um, It says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's Proverbs 22, verse 6. You said that you've needed him, meaning you've needed God more involved. But is it that you've needed God more involved or you've needed to be more involved with God? Because as a parent, you are expected to be a trainer, also known as a counselor, an instructor, a mentor, a teacher. So you'll wear many hats designed for each obstacle. And at some point, your child will come to you with a problem that does not match your hats. But this time, God will give you the right pair of shoes, not a hat, the right pair of shoes to then guide that child. You don't need God more involved. You need to involve yourself more with him. Ephesians 6 verse 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that come from the Lord. Get right with God. There are lines of instructions that God gives you as a parent that you in the flesh may overlook. You have to build a foundation so firm in God that even in anger, there's a level of mutual respect. Have you ever heard that saying, the blind cannot lead the blind? I am so here for it because I also believe that neither can a parent lead their child closer to God without a strong faith. 
get into your word and building a greater relationship with God as a parent. Because see, at first, someone introduces you to the word. Then you start to build your own relationship with God. Then you learn how to use what you've learned from other people and what you've learned on your own to be a significant other and to be a parent. Colossians 2 verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. What are you currently doing to make sure you are building up your faith? As a parent, as as a person, as a child of God, what are you doing? As the first example of love, where are you pulling your source from? Because see, before you introduced God to your child, You're introducing them to love. As a matter of fact, you're teaching them about God by way of love. Because first I learned that Jesus loves me. Then I learned John 3.16. I feel like it's very important that you are a stewardess of the word. In 1 Chronicles, um, this is chapter 16 verse 8. It says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Be a servant in the ministry. Don't just show your child the Lord on Sunday. Show them every day. I know that even with me growing up in church, I did not have the same. I didn't have the same experience as some of my peers. And a lot of people stopped coming to church because they felt ashamed they found their own path and decided that wasn't the right path and tried to come back and they felt judged and I will say the difference between my experience and their experience is the fact that I did not feel like I should be any different on Monday through Saturday as I felt on Sundays I was still me regardless of where I was, whether I was at school or Bible study. I was the same. And I was the same because what I was learning through word, what I was learning on Sundays, I was also seeing every other day of the week in my household. So you as a parent have to go and seek for guidance from God on a daily basis so that when your child is frustrated and they go off into the world, they are also seeking God. The same God that you're praying to for answers, your child will then be praying to for answers. And if you and your child are both going to God with the same questions, God is going to bring you both together. Where two or more are gathered, he is in your presence. In each stage of your life, God will present to you a new task. And because we have free will, it is up to you whether you choose to lean more on him or on yourself. Remember, I'm speaking as a child. I'm not a parent. But as a child to two parents who are very grounded in the word, here is my story. So you asked if I experienced a dramatic change that has brought me closer to Jesus. And yes, I have. So ever since I was 11, around that time, maybe even before, but I know for sure when I was 11 years old, I started building up my spirit man. So I grew up in church and everything like that. But as I got more observant, I started to spot some real hypocritical behavior with people around me. 
I was like, if this is what so-called church people look like, then I don't want it. I don't want to be part of it. I was, I guess I was trying to find a way to do this. And by do this, I mean like be a Christian and, and love the Lord and be like deeply rooted in it. I was trying to find a way to do that without being a condemner because I saw a lot of people condemning others for not practicing their faith in the way that they felt like they should. And I also didn't want to be a chameleon. I didn't want to be someone who just fit in everywhere or tried to fit in everywhere just to please other people. I wanted to please God, but I also realized that I'm human and I realized that I was going to make mistakes, but I still had a yearning for that discipline. So here's where I credit my parents tough. When I got to a certain age, they didn't force me to go to church anymore. I was like, yes, I get two days to myself. Praise God. Hello. I get Saturday to not do anything. Sunday to not do anything. Like I'm going to be well rested. The school is going to be amazing. Yes. But absence of the word would show up in my behavior. Okay. I used to curse so well. You would think I went to an Ivy League institution for it. I would be so moody and angry and filled with grudges. And that's about the time when puberty hit. So I needed God the most right there, right when puberty hit, because there were a lot of things going on. But no matter how gross my attitude was, I'd go to my mom or I'd go to my dad and they'd lead me back to scripture. And they'd give me advice. So eventually I started going to scripture on my own. So much that when I started to like get into it and understand it and and be able to like decode the message in a way that made sense to my premature ears, I would say, because there were certain things in the Bible that I didn't understand. I didn't have all these different versions like New Living Translation and Message. I only had the standard King James version. And so some things did not make sense. So what I would do is on the side of it or on a separate sheet of paper, I would write it out in my own words to what I felt like it meant. And then I would ask someone later on, is this right? I would I would do that and eventually I became like the prayer warrior of my friend groups and, and of my family. So by the time I could drive alone, I was going to church without my parents. Like if they had to go to work, I would take the car and I would drive to church because I didn't like what the absence of the word felt like. Like, yes, Sunday is just a day, they say, but that restart was necessary for me, at least in my growth. So when I went to college, I found a church and I was very active there. Like I was doing the um, the announcements and everything like that. Like I would pre-record it, send it in, and then it'd play on Sundays. And I really liked that. But like in any situation... Okay, when you get closer to God or you get closer to your blessing, opposition awaits you. Yeah. So there were so many temptations to quit school or to give myself up or act all out and whatnot, but I didn't. The same promises that I made coming into college, I left with. Because anyone or anything I asked God to remove from my life fled with ease. And I appreciated the fact that I was different. I did not feel like I needed to fit in. I did not feel like I needed to compromise my morals to make someone like me. I did not feel like I needed to 
say that I was down to do something that I wasn't comfortable doing. I didn't feel like any of that. Like the temptations were there in the flesh, but like mentally I knew that it wasn't right. So it's like the the demon telling me to do it was so much smaller than the angel telling me not to. My parents were so grounded in the word and allowed me to plant my own seeds in Christ that even when I was far from home, I was close to God. Even when temptation was in my face, I changed direction because they showed me the way without micromanaging me. I felt like if my parents were all up in my face and forcing me to go to church and forcing me to read the word and forcing me to do all these things, I wouldn't want to do it on my own. But because they showed me by example what it looked like to be in the word and to receive those blessings with gratitude and to also like be my own person I wanted to do all of these things for myself. They trained me up in a way to where when I got older and I was ready to go, I took with me the love of God. That's Proverbs 22 verse 6 right there. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I took with me my morals. I took with me a harvest from seeds that were planted so deeply in the garden of faith that I would be foolish to not continue to feed my spirit with while I was away from home. I watched my mother wake up in the mornings praying over the house. I've watched my dad fast for weeks and kneel alongside his bed every morning. But I still saw storms enter. But I never saw them stop praying. I never heard them blame God. I just watched the storms pass through. And I observed their consistency. Be the example for your child that will allow them to grow up and be grounded morally and spiritually. Through Christ, all things are possible, right? So show your child that he or she can go to you at all times unashamed. But also so that they can go to God and feel the same way. The Bible says, this is Psalms 127 verse 3. It says, behold, children are a heritage and gift from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. I'm reading this because it's a blessing to have that opportunity to be a parent. And I pray that you grow your relationship with God so strong to where when your child is growing up, they see you as that example to want to get closer to God and and not blame God for the things that go wrong in life. I hope that I was able to help you in the way that you needed my help. Thank you so much for writing in and giving me the opportunity to give advice on such a topic. Thank you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this letter, for this person. Congratulations to them for being um, rewarded such an opportunity. I pray, dear God, that you allow them to be consistent in learning the word. As they are teaching their child, dear God, remind them to be patient, to hold peace in their hearts, to be understanding, that they soak up the knowledge that they need in order for them to be great guiders and teachers of your word, of the morals that come with life and being a good person. I pray, dear God, that each and every day they grow closer to you 
and that the bond between the child and the parent grows closer to one another through you in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in your son's name. We pray. Amen. This is episode seven of Letters to Jaleesa Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any situations or topics you need advice on, send a letter to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. That's letters T-O-J-E-L-I-S-S-A at gmail.com. And I'll respond to my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out.